Founders, welcome back to the Zero to 5,000 podcast, where we obsess over the convergence of human potential and business results. Today, our hosts, Drew McClure and Jordan Mitchell, have another insightful conversation for you. So let's jump right in. Okay, founders, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are joined by David Faree, co-founder and CEO of Anson Belt and Buckle. Anson is a family-owned and operated e-commerce business that specializes in selling micro-adjustable, holeless belts. A traditional leather belt has five holes spaced one inch apart. It is no wonder so many can't find a perfect fit. It all changed in 2006 when David's father found a holeless belt on a trip to Asia. After coming up with nothing in his search for anyone making a micro-adjustable belt in the U.S., David worked hard to research and redesign the belt from the ground up. Today, the father-son duo runs runs Anson Belt and Buckle Company together, promising customers they will never go back to traditional belts again. He is a firm believer in carpe diem and a proud resident of Moorhead City, North Carolina. David, we are so excited to have you on the podcast, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Drew. Yes, sir. So with that story we heard, we got to hear a brief glimpse of where the idea came from and what the business is today. I'd love to hear from your perspective as you think back on that journey from the idea to where it is now on the Inc. 5000 list. What were a few of the pivotal moments uh, that you think really led you to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, you know, th- this is a concept that's been around in, in Asia and Eastern Europe for-, for 50 plus years. So, you know, we definitely didn't invent the idea. But when my father came across it, um, you know, he really he he put it on and just honestly said to himself, you know, where has this been my whole life? And, and he wanted to find more, but he couldn't find any online. He couldn't find them in stores. No one he spoke to uh, had ever seen anything like it. Um, so he came to me and he said, you know what? He said, I want to start selling these belts. And, uh, and I said, well, where are you going to sell them? And he said, I'm going to sell them online. And I said, well, what do you know about selling online? He said, well, nothing, but you're going to help me, you know? And so, and I was, uh, you know, I had, I had just graduated college and, uh, you know, I said, okay, I, you know, I, I, he sent me one. And, and first off, you know, I, I, the belt that I was wearing, and I actually have a, a printout of this belt hanging on my wall because it was that bad. Um, and, and it was just, I had made all my own holes. I had cut off the end. I rounded the end, you know, cut it off because it, it had so much excess leather. Um, I even took a Sharpie and, and colored the, uh, the end of it so that it was black like the rest of the belt. So, I mean, it was pitiful. And, and the thing is I had bought it like that, you know, I mean, I bought it brand new and it was way too long. And I was like, you know what? I don't feel like going back to the store. I was like, I'm just going to make my own holes. And, uh, you know, so I did that and, and just lived with it. But, um, you know, as soon as he told me about the belt and sent me one and I tried it on, I said, okay, I, I can really get behind this. Um, and, you know, because I had always struggled with, you know, finding the perfect fit, you know, belts got worn out after a while and then, you know, it's too loose, it's too tight. It's, it's never just right. So, um, you know, I really knew that, that we were onto something. So, um, you know, kind of like you mentioned, you know, redesigned the, the concept that we had originally found, um, just didn't like the, the look of it. So really changed a few things and then functionality wise, just a few things, tweaked some things, um, you know, and, and worked with some, uh, some industrial engineers to kind of redesign, you know, what we had originally found. Um, and then, you know, at that time, the, the internet was just getting going. I mean, as far as okay. online sales, this was like 2007 or so, eight maybe, uh, you know, that we were still researching and, and trying to 
to figure out, you know, okay, is this is this patentable? And that's another question that probably a lot of people are going to have. You know, is is this? Do, you know, do you have a patent on it? And so, no, the uh, the concept um, is an open market concept. Um, they were able to find, you know, it had been sold in the U.S. Um, but it, without a patent, and, and so after a certain amount of time, it's it's what you call an open market concept. And so, um, those two, there were two people doing it before us, and, and they both kind of dissolved. Um, and then there's another uh, competitor that came up around right about the same time as us. We both got online in 2010. Um, and so, yeah, we, we just kind of, you know, had to build everything from the ground up. The, the cart was just, you know, archaic in the way that, you know, we didn't have Shopify and big commerce and WooCommerce and these big kind of, you know, just, um, you know, easy to set up online stores. So everything was really, uh, you know, archaic. And um, there also wasn't, you know, Facebook advertising. There wasn't, you know, Instagram. There was, you know, Google shopping ads. I, you know, I can't even remember if, if we did any of those in the beginning. Um, so, you know, actually Google shopping wasn't there, but it's even like pay-per-click stuff. Um, so, you know, really just kind of started locally. Um, and, and it was slow going for, for many years in the beginning. You know, I mean, at wow. first first four years, um, you know, were, were very slow. And then started to do some uh, endorsement radio advertising um, with a group that um, out of Northern California. And, um, you know, they kind of were influencers before that term was really sexy, you know. And so um, these guys, you know, they had their own, you know, very strong following. People that listened to them really hung on, you know, every word they said and, and really, you know, tuned into them for, you know, current events and talk, comedy, politics, that kind of thing. And, and so, um, you know, took kind of a, a risk and, and kind of a, a leap of faith to, to do some advertising with them. And um, it, it really was a, a game changer for us and, and kind of, you know, went from just doing a, you know, a couple orders a week, you know, to, you know, multiples a day. And, and that was wow. just mind blowing, you know, so, um, you know, so did that for a, a few more years um, and then linked up with, you know, as, as, you know, the internet grew and, and, and even, you know, as we, uh, you know, as the concept grew, People started, you know, we started to have competitors pop up, you know, within those years. And, you know, so everybody's kind of spreading the word that, hey, this is a concept, you know. And I always say a rising tide lifts all ships, you know. So even though there were other people doing it, you know, they were kind of spreading the word that, hey, this is an option. Yeah. And then people do their own research and, and kind of, you know, find, you know, they, they would find us and, and kind of compare. And, you know, and, and luckily, I, I like to think, you know, we, we won a lot of those and, and they went with us. Um, so. You know, our business continued to grow. Um, we we decided to kind of shift gears from the radio thing and uh, and started to do some more like YouTube uh, influencer advertising and that kind of thing. And linked up with um, with some great guys that you know had some really growing channels. And um, you know now they're you know have anywhere from you know the, the top guys have six million plus, and you know and there's you know it goes all the way down to you know a few hundred thousand. Um, for the different influencers that, that we work with. But um, wow. you know, that, that was really kind of the game changer in probably about 2000, um, gosh, maybe 16 or so, um, 2016 or 15, I guess going on now. So yeah, you know, it, it seems like forever ago, but um, you know, that's that's really when things started to, to grow exponentially. And, and we really started to kind of go worldwide with it you know and so there's guys they have viewers all over the world and you know we've we've now shipped to like 200 plus countries um wow. you know, all all over the world so um yeah so that's kind of uh you know as the internet kind of grew and and, and as at the same time our, our business did so you know we really i've seen it really come from like i said it was just an archaic system to you know to now being able to you know to scale you know um with ads and, and that's something that you know we didn't have the 
you know, the advantage of in the beginning, but, um, but, you know, now we do. And so, um, you know, we, we've, uh, have been lucky enough to make the Inc. 5,000, um, three years in a row. Um, you know, going back, the lowest number was number 589. Um, so, yeah, you know, we've, uh, we've been fortunate. That's amazing. I want to go back to those first four years Mm -hmm. where slow going, not really taken off yet. Yeah. Give me an idea of those first four years where you, making enough to get by and thinking, Hey, this is good. Let's just hold on till we take off where there's moments of dude, is this a good idea? Is this even going to work? Like take me into, yeah. So, you know, it, it was tough. And, and my, my father had, uh, he was in real estate, um, until the crash, you know, of about 2009, wow. 10, you know, it, it really, the bottom fell out. And, um, and, and so he said, you know what, um, he, he wanted to, to really focus on this and then make it his full-time job. So, um, you know, he was, and, and honestly that, you know, he, he wasn't making enough to get by and I wasn't getting a paycheck for the first, gosh, it was, you know, probably six years before I, I started actually getting wow. an actual paycheck. So, you know, I was doing this, I was working full-time, um, you know, still and, and doing this just on the side and, and at night, um, you know, so it was, it was kind of, you know, that I knew that it was a good idea and I knew that it was a good concept and every single person that I ever showed it to, you know, just absolutely fell in love with it. So we knew we had something if we could just hang on long enough to, you know, to wait for, you know, for, I mean, when we first started, people didn't even want to enter their credit card, you know, online. They were like, Ooh, you guys are online. Yeah. They're like, I don't really feel comfortable doing that. And I'm like, but you'll give a waiter or a waitress your credit card, let them go behind the, the you know, <laughs> behind another room and for, yeah. you know, 10 minutes, but yet, you know, you won't use a secure processor, but, um, you know, but Amazon really kind of changed all of that in, in people's comfortability with shopping online. And so, um, you know, as that really grew and, uh, you know, people started to, you know, to be more comfortable with that, you know, our, our business grew as well. But um, for the first few years, you know, yeah, it was it was tough getting by. And there were many times where, you know, my dad even said, you know what, I, I'm just going to there was a few times, especially towards um, right before it really took off that he was just like, you know what, I'm just going to I'm just going to pass this off to you. And, and you know, he was going to try to do some other stuff and, and, you know, let me see what I could do with it. But, um, you know. Fortunately for him, it started to take off, and, and he he hung on long enough to see that and said, "Oh, okay, wait a minute. Let me, uh, let me. I'm I'm still gonna stay very very involved in this." So, um, yeah, yeah. So you know, it, there are many times that we thought, you know, can we can we continue to do this? And you know, and where we, you know, he spent you know everything he had just to kind of keep it afloat. Um, so fortunately, it did pay off though. And then um, you know, it was really a, a big turning point was when um, I was actually laid off in probably I guess it was 2014 um and you know that at that time was like you know I'd been telling my wife for months I wanted to quit you know and uh, and just do Anson full-time and she was like you can't quit and you can't get fired you know and so the next best thing is getting laid off and so I was like <laughs> so when they told me in, in my exit interview you know I, I said I said so I, I get a severance right you know and, and they're oh yeah yeah and I said well this is great I was like I've been wanting to quit for months I was like um you know so, so they were like so you're okay with this and I said yeah I said you know this is this I, honestly I was like this is a blessing I was like you know I want to do Anson full-time and, and this is my opportunity so you know, my, my wife said, you know what, let's uh, give it a shot. You know, let's see how it goes. And, you know, if if in, you know, a few months, if, if it's just not working, then, you know, you're going to have to start looking for another job. You know, so yeah. um, fortunately, that was right about the time that uh, that we started to, um, you know, do some of that radio endorsement advertising. And it was like, OK, you know, this this is going to work. The more that we got the word out there, you know, the, the more sales we were getting. So, um, wow. so yeah. So then I said, OK, I'm, I'm going to stick with it. And uh, and I've been. 
and I've been doing it ever since. So, um, you know, after that, I, I never looked back and I haven't worked for anybody else again. And I, I don't think I ever will. I, I just couldn't stand, you know, I don't, I couldn't do it. So I'm right there with not, you. Yeah. Not, not going to happen. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, so I want to go into that moment where you use advertising for the first time. Mm-hmm. Was that a, an experiment in your brain? Was it a risk? Was it a no brainer? Of course, we're going to put some money into this. Like how did yeah, you Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was definitely a risk and it was, uh, you know, we went from, you know, doing, spending zero on advertising to, um, you know, I think it was probably, you know, 10,000 plus a month, um, you know, kind of agreement at, at first, um, you know, to, to do our initial kind of, uh, you know, campaign with them. And so, um, you know, it was a big risk. We, we, sure. like I said, we, we weren't even doing, we weren't doing $10,000 a month in sales, you know? So here we are expecting that we may be able to, you know, to, to put that in advertising and, and, yeah. um, you know, and so, it, but it, it, it fortunately worked. And, and then that's kind of when we realized, okay, you know, this is, it's all about just being able to spread the word. So, you know, if, if we can actually get the word out there, you know, it, it's a great concept and it fills a need for a lot of guys out there that, you know, have experienced the same problems. So, yeah. you know, when, when we saw that, we were like, okay, this, this is going to work. What was the, what was the average or ballpark ROI on that for you guys? You know, you put in a dollar into the machine. What yeah. Um, so, I mean, it was probably about a, you know, about a three X or so, you know I mean? Uh-huh. We were probably, you know, I, I think we, we probably went from doing, you know, um, I mean, we were probably spending 10, trying to do around close to 30 or so, you know, a month, um, 30 grand or so, you know, a month. And, um, so, you know, that, and like I said, we weren't doing anything else other than yeah. that. So, um, you know, besides word of mouth and just, you know, my, my personal Facebook, that was before even, you know, the business even had a, a page. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, that was about the only expense that we had and, and, you know, um, so yeah, it, it took us to about that. And so since then, have you guys continued to monitor that, use that, you know, you said you were using, uh, influencers thing. Yeah. Like that. So, so we, we kind of, you know, we, we saw a little bit of a plateau kind of with the, uh, with the radio. And, and so, you know, after it was about three years or so that we kind of felt like, okay, this, it's starting to kind of plateau and, and start, you know, to even go down a little bit. So we said, you know, okay, let's kind of, let's get a fresh kind of, um, you know, set of eyes and, and kind of new audience. And so, um, started experimenting with, you know, with some other influencers and, um, and, and then that was really a, a game changer for us wow. you know, working with the guys that, you know, have millions of followers, um, you know, and can put a video out there and get, you know, hundreds of thousands of views and, and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, it's, it's still something it, it's, it's often difficult to, you know, we don't do any kind of, um, any kind of discount codes, anything like that. So, you know, it's a little bit harder to track. Um, you know, we always just kind of could tell by, you know, we have a, a very you know steady baseline, um, you know, of what we typically do a day. And, you know, and so, I mean, even to this day, you know, we have a, a great baseline, um, you know, for visitors and sales. So, you know, when something new started with somebody, we could tell kind of instantly what that, that impact was. Um, yeah. And, and so, um, you know, and, you, and sorry about, uh, how uh, do you go about deciding who the right person is to partner with? Um, so, you know, it, it really kind of just depends on, you know, on what, you know, for us, you know, we started to work and kind of focus on the men's fashion world and, and industry. And, and our thinking there was that, you know, if I could get guys that are really focused on style to accept this belt and to, you know, to, to want to wear it and to show it off and to look good in it, then, 
everybody else will, you know, will follow and, and it'll be a lot, you know, the average Joe just, you know, wants a good belt that works, you know, but if it also looks good, then, Hey, that's a plus. And if he can, you know, tuck in his shirt and, and really show off a, a great belt that, you know, makes him, you know, look really sharp, then, you know, that's, that's even better. So, um, you know, I, we kind of focused on that. Um, and then, you know, from there, the, the great thing about our product is that, you know, really every single man is a potential customer. You know, I mean, yeah. every single guy out there, you know, wears a belt or at least owns a belt or should own a belt. You know, and there's some kind of situation where they'll need to wear one. And so, um, you know, really any kind of industry that, you know, is and even, you know, for women, I mean, we have a women's line um, as well as have, you know, tons of, of female customers that, that buy either, you know, for their, their husband, brother or, you know, father, that kind of thing. So, you know, sure. has some kind of gift to buy for a man. So and it makes a great gift because you don't have to to know the recipient size, you know, it comes in an extra long length and they can size it to fit their exact waist. So, um, so yeah, you know, it's just kind of, uh, you know, getting out there to, to all those people. And, and we thought that the, you know, the fashion industry was, was the right one to start with. So, um, super cool. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. I'm just asking for those that are listening that might be thinking, Hey, it's time for me to experiment with doing something like partnering with, uh, an influencer campaign or something. Like, how do you think through, this yeah, I mean, you know, you want to, and there's so many, you know, that term is, is tossed around a lot. And I know, you know, a lot of people probably don't like the term, you know, and it's um, just because everybody kind of, you know, there's a lot of people that feel like they're influencers and or that are just getting started. And, and you know, the, what you kind of would call like a micro influencer um, can definitely have a lot of value as well. Uh, you know, just kind of, you just have to be aware, you know, wary of the people that, um, you know, that have either bought followers or, you know, stuff like yeah. that. So always be sure to look for engagement, you know, and not just generic kind of, you know, people dropping emojis and, and just kind of stuff that you can tell, like, are these even real people? <laughs> right. Um, right. So, you know, it's, it's really important to look at that engagement, um, you know, when you're considering working for an influencer. And, you know, if you are considering people, you know, always best to, you know, do, you know think of your product and, and who would be using that product and then find people that are, you know, have influence within that space, you know, whether it's, um, you know, just whatever it is, whether it's workout stuff or dietary supplement stuff or, you know, whatever industry that is that you have a product for, you know, I'm, surely there are people that are, you know, kind of uh, looked at as experts in that. And so, you know, finding yeah. them and kind of, you know, making sure that they that they love the product as well. I mean, that's one thing that we, we won't work with somebody, you know, unless we send them the belts and they wear them and they absolutely love them, you know? So, I mean, if they're if they're not crazy about them, we, we're not even really interested to, to work yeah. with them. We haven't haven't had that problem yet, but always, you know, you know, some companies are like, hey, let's get going, you know, they're ready to do the ad. And I'm like, no, I, I want, you know, I want them to wear the belt for a couple of weeks before they ever do a, you know, an ad for us so that they can really give a, you know, a true, yeah. uh, you know, testimonial, so. So cool. Yeah. As you think about the business and the explosive growth you guys have had, going from a, I would say a mom and pop, but a dad and son. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yep. To, global presence, mm -hmm. fast growing, hyper growth company. Does anything else come to mind that you would say is a, is a reason how, or a way that you guys have been able to achieve that outside of the advertising side? Um, you know, the biggest thing for us that, that has, you know, really, I mean, I think has contributed to our success is our customer service. Um, our customer, you know, we have 25,000 plus five-star reviews, um, wow. on our, on our site. So, I mean, that's been, you know, my main focus. And I still, to this day, I still answer the phone. Um, so, you know, I, I've got one other guy in here with me that, you know, if I'm not available or if I'm busy, then, then he'll, he'll answer it. But, you know, I'm still taking phone calls um, as the owner. And that's, you know, because I want to speak with our customer. As an online business, you don't get the chance to really 
speak with your customers, you know, and so you, you hardly ever, you know, hear from them or, or see them unless there's a, you know, a problem or a question. And so, you know, I, I love to be able to speak with them and, and I can take care of them like that. You know, I can do anything I want for that customer. So, um, you know, and, and that translates over to our, you know, our, our tickets that, you know, are what we call tickets, kind of emails that come in, you know, at our support email. And, um, you know, we really, we have someone monitoring it, you know, nights and weekends and, um, you know, we have 24 hour live chat. And so, you know, wow. always, always available and, and really, um, you love to go above and beyond for our customers. And so that's been really our main focus is, is just customer service. I, I used to do it all myself. Um, you know, it was, I was answering all the emails it, it would just come to my phone and I was, you know, night and day answering emails. And my wife just used to get so irritated because I was just, I was constantly, you know, working and, and it was just, it was on my phone. I was doing it and I was doing it. And I'm like, you know, one day I'll, I'll be able to kind of offload this, but right now, you know, I'm just, uh, it, it's all me and I want to get back to them as fast as possible. I mean, I would, you know, within minutes, as soon as I get an email, boom, get right back, get right back. And so, um, did that for many, many, many years. Um, and then was able to bring on a couple of my best friends, um, to kind of take over, uh, you know, the customer service end of it. Um, and, uh, so yeah, wow. that's, that's been our biggest focus, but you know, um, that's really what I think has, has helped because, you know, if you take care of those customers, then they're going to be advocates for you and, and they're going to help spread the word. So, yeah. um, you know, you, you've got to take care of the customers. So. Yeah. Is there anything as you think about how you guys take care of customers, maybe processes or, or, um, common responses, approaches that would typify customer service highlights that customer service is something because so many people talk about or know they should, mm -hmm have a good customer service, but they don't, yeah. Right? Yeah. They have, let's say yeah. average customer service. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, um, I mean, one thing that, that we have is a, is a lifetime guarantee on the functionality. Um, and so, you know, we, we will repair our, we'll, you know, we say repair or replace, we honestly just really replace it. Um, and, and so it, you know, we, we're constantly, you know, going, trying to go above and beyond. So like when they call in, you know, we're not even going to make them send it back. You know, we're just going to, we're going to send them a new one, take care of them. It doesn't matter if they've had it for seven years. Um, and a lot of companies don't do that. They, they don't, you know, wow. they say, oh, well, you know, it's, it's past this time or that, but I mean, you wouldn't believe how many people turn right around and order another one, you know, after you, you send them that. So it's, um, you know, we, we really love to, to go above and beyond and, and really, um, you know, just do, just about, you know, anything a customer wants, um, you know, and, and so, um, you know, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it's some of the stuff you're just like, Oh, I hate to even do this, but you know what? I, I, I want to make sure they're taken care of. And, um, and, and so we do. So it's, you know, where a lot of people, I, you know, I'm in all kinds of, of forums and stuff with other, um, e-commerce stores and stuff. And it amazes me when, you know, some people talk about, you know, things that they, that they do, you know, for their customers that I'm just like, I can't even imagine trying to, you know, ask our customer to, to do this or to do that. Um, you know, one thing, for example, you know, is, is recently like with, with refunds, um, you know, as the merchant, we are being charged the percentage, um, for the credit card processing within the last year or so Shopify, um, as the merchant, you know, you, you we're still charged that percentage, you know, whether it's 2%, 3%, whatever it is, um, for that, for that refund, even if we refund all the money back to the customer. 
So, wow. you know, we're out, you know, I mean, you know, even so we don't ship anything, anything like that. They cancel the order. They say, hey, sorry, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to place it right now. I'll place it again later. Cancel the order. We still have to issue that refund and, and get charged, you know, 3% or whatever it may be. Um, you know, and they were just kind of debating, you know, do you, what do you do in those? How do you, you know, it adds up for some of these stores that are doing big numbers. I mean, this guy, one guy was saying he's estimating, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars in, you know, in, wow. in percentage, you know, so, you know, and they were trying to figure out what, what do you do? And some say, you know, that they charge the customer, um, you know, just like a um, 5% kind of, you know, fee, you know, on the refund like that. And they, you know, they just don't get that back. But um, so that's just kind of an example of something that yeah. I, I feel like it'd be tough to ask that and to say, hey, even though you're not going to get anything and you didn't buy anything and you never will, you know, will receive anything, we're still going to take, you know, a little bit of money from you because we get it taken from us. So that's just one example of like a, so you're something playing that, the long game. Yeah, like exactly. Take care of you and even eat some costs. So exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So net positive overall. Yeah, exactly. Because if they have a bad experience like that, they're probably not going to come back. You know. Yeah. But if if they do have a pleasant experience, then you know when the time's right and they are looking to order, they'll they'll replace it. So. Super yeah. cool. Yeah. Let's take a look at the inside of the company, right? So we're talking about the service you guys provide, the product you provide to the customer. How big? is the staff is the the employees now there i'm always curious with e-commerce like yeah yeah it's um able it's to operate on two people 20 people like and, and actually you uh yeah i mean you kind of hit it on the head i, I have two other full-time staff um besides myself and my father so two of my That's best amazing. friends i know yeah it, it really is kind of incredible even when i you know think about it but uh Two of my best friends that they came on um childhood best friends that um you know started with me one about three years ago and one about two years ago. Um, and then also another um, uh, a lady that does part-time um, nights and weekends customer service. So really kind of two and a half, um, you know, um, employees, quote unquote, you know, besides my father and I. Um, so, you know, I have a ton of strategic partners that I'm in, you know, constant communication with every single day that's essentially an extension of my team, except, you know, I don't have to hire and fire. Well, I guess I have to hire and, and maybe fire if I stop working with them. But, <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's not my day. I don't have to manage their employees and, and I don't have to, you know, if, if something, you know, if something goes wrong, then, you know, that's, that's on them and it's not me having to be down there in the trenches, you know, fixing it. So, um, you know, so that I couldn't do it without, you know, all of these partners. Yeah. But, um, you know, as far as a, an internal team, we've been able to, to keep it really lean. Um, so it, it is amazing with, with e-commerce what you can do. And there's so many people that are so specialized in specific, you know, things that, um, you know, that you can get a group or, or a person, you know, that, that specializes in that and, and a lot better than you could with your local talent pool, you know. So um, was that the main yeah. was that the main reason that you guys decided to outsource most of that stuff that you you could if you wanted to mm -hmm. hire and develop internally was it just the idea yeah, I mean, that we're going to be better at it than than we could yeah or? i mean that was that was definitely one one thing that i considered you know is that i wanted to go with people that were experts in it and, and that you know here i'm in eastern north carolina and there's just not a lot of you know and i could always have somebody that's off-site that i worked with remotely and stuff but but I mean, when we got started, there wasn't remote anything. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there wasn't Zoom, there wasn't, you know, teleconferencing, you know, the, I think there might have been, um, you know, um, there, you know, there's a, a few things, but it's, uh, it, we really wanted to, um, you know, get the, the people that would be the best at it. Uh, and another thing was, you know, I was working out of my basement, you know, so like I'm, I'm in my home and, you know, so to, to bring in staff there to, to do this or that, you know, just 
would get kind of awkward. Um, you know, and, and so you know, you can sit on my bed. Yeah, yeah. So you take yeah. a seat on the floor. Yeah. So you know, it kind of was like uh, it, it all kind of just started slowly with you know, and we weren't doing crazy numbers. So, you know, th things weren't, um, you know, we didn't need a whole lot of help um, until we went to like, uh, to start doing our fulfillment um, and outsourcing that. And so that was kind of the big, the big thing that we offloaded first. Um, and we went through like a Christmas where, you know, we were getting hundreds of orders and, and I just couldn't keep up. You know, I had a couple of buddies that I hired just to, to help me box up orders and stuff. But I eventually was like, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. You know, I'm, I want to to offload this and, and had a, uh, a connection with a, a fulfillment center that, that we, we still work with today um, that we, we linked up with to, to handle all that for us. So, so, so yeah. even with, you don't have to give me any specific numbers, but even with all the partnerships where you outsource, you guys are still able to, to, to keep a healthy profit for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and, and really there's, there's kind of a, um, kind of a fine line between, you know, when does it make sense to do your own fulfillment and stuff and have your own internal team? Because, you know, there's a point where you're, you're not doing enough to, you know, to, to pay for that overhead, you know, of right. what you would have to have for a building and, and staff and stuff like that. And then there gets to be a point where you're doing enough that, you know, when you're paying fulfillment and that kind of thing, you know, you're paying for every single order and the more orders you do, the more you're going to have to pay. Yeah. But when you have your own building and your own, you know, facility, then, you know, you've got your overhead cost. And once that's paid for, then yes, you may need to hire some additional hourly workers and stuff. But, um, you know, it's not going to be as much as it would be if you had, you know, had to, to pay a fulfillment center for each order and, and all that. Sure. stuff. So, um, you know, we're kind of getting to that crossroads of, hey, you know, looking at it seriously, like, is this something that we take in, um, you know, to, to do ourselves? But there's just so much, uh, you know, that's, that's a, that's a big undertaking to, to kind of yeah. shift from doing that to, you know, to doing it all, all ourselves. Um, you know, and then things like COVID happens and, and you're just like, wow, I'm, I'm glad I don't have employees that I have to deal with, you know, trying to figure out, you know, how do we safe, you know, safely work together in the same building and, and all that. So, um, you know, it's, uh, definitely something to consider for the future though. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a second, because it's interesting to me. I always kind of live by the, at least the question that just because you could doesn't mean you always should. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. And mm -hmm. what I've realized is people have different desires in business. There's no mm -hmm. one version or vision of success yep. for somebody. It's, I want to make as much money as possible. And so whatever the path is that gets me there, uh -huh. I'll do it. Yeah. Others love leading a business. Like yeah. They, yeah. they just want a big company, you know, yeah. Yep, they want yep. hundreds of employees and they want all those meetings and conversations. Yeah, yep. Other people want lightweight, low maintenance. Yep, yep. And they're like, I want to make a good living, make a great impact. And I want a small team of people yep, to yep. do that with. And so I'll, yep. I'll, I'll, I'll lose some of that money yep. for the sake of keeping it small. My dad was that way. Yeah. He yeah. had a commercial roofing business uh -huh. and it was very successful, but he never let it get beyond a certain point because he didn't personally want to lead a business bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that was like his preferred, like I, I get to keep my, my life the way I want it. You yep, know, that kind of thing. Yep, it just yep. got me thinking like, okay, just cause you could, doesn't mean you should. Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely. depends on what you actually want out of your business. Yep, right. Yep, so I'm yep. curious, how do you think about that? Is that, is that a factor at least that goes into it? Like, do I even want to do this in-house? Yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's exactly true. And, you know, I really, um, I'm kind of, you know, the, the latter that you, you mentioned it, you know, I really, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't have a desire to, to have, 
you know, 30 employees, you know, 50 employees, you know, 100 employees, you know, in a, in a huge facility and, and all that, like, that's not exactly what I'm looking for. Um, yeah. At the same time, you know, you can't ignore some of the numbers that, you know, okay, well, this is what we could do if, if, if we did have that, um, you know, but it's, uh, I, I really, you know, I'm, I'm all about, you know, making as much money as possible. Um, but doing that without compromising, you know, the time that I, I spend with my family, um, you know, and, and that kind of thing. So I, I really, yeah. you know, I don't want it to, to get to where, you know, that's, that's all I'm doing, you know? Um, so it's, uh, that's, that's one reason why I haven't, you know, done it thus far is just cause, you know, I like to be able to kind of step away and not have to worry about, you know, all of the headaches that go on with having that, you know, that kind of responsibility. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, I, I'm not the one that, that wants to grow just this huge team. I'd rather have like a, a close knit few that we yeah. really all, you know, do very well together and, and, and we just all kind of come up together and, and make it together. And, um, you know, and I can take care of them rather than just kind of me, you know, going up here and then just paying, you know, a lot of hourly workers that just, you know, see the success of the business, but they're just still making, you know, um, you know, hourly wages. So right. I'd rather bring people, you know, into the fold that, you know, that we can kind of all you know, all eat together. So super cool. Yeah. Again, I think it's just important. Anytime you figure out things that seem to be mostly true for you, values, mm -hmm. purpose, whatever, mm -hmm. it helps make some of the decisions slightly clearer. It doesn't always yep. make them crystal clear, but at least starts to bring, I call it like a North star. Mm -hmm. You're like, all right, it feels like that's the direction yeah. I want to take my life. And if a decision feels like it's the other direction, then I'm yeah. going to say, no, yeah. that's, that's not how I'm wired and that's not yeah. what I want. And that's okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm similar. My business partner and I, you know, we don't know any exact number, but we were like, we'd rather have a small group of Navy SEALs mm -hmm. in this, in the sense of like brothers, yeah, it, yeah. Know, it could be sisters, but yeah. like a small group of people that really know and trust each other that can accomplish a big task. Yeah. Um, and if we have to scale, we'll scale through partners. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And that's, that, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah, absolutely. But that's the preferred yeah. life. It's like, yeah. if we, if we ask the, and we have the deeper question, what do we really want out of this business? What do we want mm -hmm. out of the professional arena of our life? Mm -hmm. It's more lending to that kind of vision than it is be the next Nike or be the next Amazon or something yeah. like that. It's like, yeah. I'm glad someone's doing it. I yeah. just don't, yeah. I just don't want yeah. to do it. Yeah. I can Yeah. I couldn't imagine running a company of that size. I, I don't, I, that's unfathomable. Oh, no, thank you. So, yeah. So. Even if I could, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's I don't right. think I could, by the way. I don't yeah. think I could. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I don't think I'm up easy. before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Self-select out of that for sure. Yeah. Uh, man, that's interesting. So for you, I want to get just a similar, a similar vein. What makes you tick? What are the things that you've learned about yourself as a leader or maybe it's a personality assessment or life wisdom? Like what are some of the takeaways you've learned about yourself and what motivates you and gets you going? Um, you know, I, I really love like creating a, a brand, you know, and that's something yeah. that I really have kind of realized over these last, you know, 10 years, that 10 plus years that we've been doing this is that, um, you know, I'm, I've really enjoyed, I've always loved brands and, and just how, how a brand can like have this allure to somebody, like somebody sees that, that logo or that, you know, whatever it may be. And they just, they have a, you know, just a, um, they're, you know, just, a they, they love it. You know I mean? They, they see it, they love it. They want it. They want to wear it, you know, and they, they do things to get it. So it's like, that just always fascinated me how yeah. people can kind of fall in love with brands like that. So, um, it was, you know, building this brand from the ground up and, 
kind of, you know, turning it into what it is today, you know, with my own hands has, has been really cool. And so, um, you know, that's, that, that really has, has driven me, you know, in, in the, the past years is, is people, you know, people falling in love with the brand and then, you know, really just raving about it and, and out there rocking it and, and, you know, taking pictures for, for their Instagram and, you know, just wearing our belts. And, and that's just so, so cool to me. I actually, I had a, a friend reached out the other day that um, she was in um, in South Beach visiting some friends and uh, she was in her friend's closet and she had some Anson belts and she was like, this girl is like super like, you know, just kind of kind of kind of bougie, you know, like, just, yeah. and she's like, you know, loves the designer belts and stuff, but she raved about ours and said that like, you know, our belts are amazing. She's tried, you know, Gucci, Louis, Prada, all these belts, but like she prefers an Anson belt and, you know, and so, for my friend to like have no idea that she knew me or like wow. she's like I actually grew up with the owner, you know, and she's like, what? She's like, tell him, you know, I love his belts are amazing. Well, you know, so to, to hear like friends, you know, come across them like that and to be like, hey, I, I actually know that guy, you know, and um, it's, it's just so awesome to me. And, and that's that's cool. I, I even had a teacher that he was like my seventh grade science teacher. And now he's teaching in, at Auburn, I think, and, um, and some students had like recognized their belt, his belt, and they're like, that's an Anson belt, you know? And he's like, yeah, yeah, actually, I, I used to teach the, uh, the owner. And they're like, what? No way, you know? And, wow. Um, so, you know, it's, it's cool like that. And he told me about that. And um, so it's just, it's neat to hear stories like that where people, you know, yeah. see it out. And, and I just love, you know, having created something that, um, you know, that people want to wear and want to tell their friends about and talk about. And, and it's really changing, you know, it sounds funny, but it's, I mean, it's changing guys' lives in the fact that, you know, they're able to, to have more confidence. They're able to, you know, to look better, to feel better and actually have a, a belt that fits. Um, so, you know, it's, I, I feel like I'm somewhat in a small way making a, you know, just a, a little tiny impact if, if anything, but I think, you know, I can feel good about looking back and, and saying that, you know, okay, like I've, I've, I've done something that impacted the, the world in some way, you know, in some, some kind of positive way. And so um, to me, that that's just been kind of a, Really, really cool thing, um, you know, that, that's come out of it. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, if someone's listening to this and they're thinking, dude, I need to build, I know I need to work on my brand. I got a business, yeah. but it's not well known or it's not what I even want it to be. How do you think about building a brand? Like, what would be some, maybe some questions they could ask or some ways of approaching building their brain if you put your creative hat on? And, yeah. geek, and you were to geek out with them about whatever their business uh -huh. is, what would you be thinking? Um, you know, I mean, I, first of all, I, I would, they, they need to, if they're going to build something, they need to be passionate about it, you know? And so, um, you know, having something that you're passionate about, I, I think is very important and something that you believe in. Um, you know, you're going to work a lot harder building it if you actually think that, you know, and believe that it's, it's the, you know, something good and, and something that can really work. So, you know, to, to be passionate about it um, and then, you know, get, um, you know, get help with it as far as like, you know, if, if you don't have any idea how, you know, to, to build a brand or to design a logo or to, you know, to figure out the color palette of your brand and that kind of thing, you know, reach out to, you know, I mean, look around it. There's so many people that, you know, that, that do all kinds of stuff nowadays. So it's, it's, it's almost, it can be a little overwhelming because you're like, how do I decide on, on who to, to go with? Um, yeah. But I mean, you know, um, like, for example, there's a, a company, um, 99 Designs, you know, and, and this yeah. is just a, a small example of, you know, you can get like 12 different takes on a logo, you know, and so you, you, you put out there what you want it to be and, and, you, and then 12 different designers take their best shot. And so you get all kinds of different 
you know, different kind of people's ideas because every kind of designer has their their little kind of um, style, you know, and so it's it's good to not just get one, but to be able to have a, multiples. And so, um, and, and that's honestly, that, that's not even who we worked with for our logo, but I thought it was a great idea and I've done some business cards with them for that. But, um, you know, we worked with a, uh, a guy that, that had experience building, um, building a couple brands and worked with him to like redesign our logo, redesign our, our kind of uh, website and, and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, I, I saw his work and said, okay, I like his style a lot. I, I like what he's doing. And so I leaned on him, you know, for the advice of, you know, what he thought would, would work well. And then I yeah. fell in love with it, you know, and so as long as, you know, you love it and, and, and can agree, you know, with someone else that is, you know, maybe a, you know, somewhat professional at it, then, um, you know, you're, you're probably on the right track. Um, so, you know, and the other yeah. thing is just to do it, you know, I mean, they just, you know, Nike had it right. You know, when they say just do it, I mean, it's just, if you don't do it, it it's never going to happen. So, you know, if you're sitting on the fence saying, you know what, I, I think this is a great idea. I, I want to, to try this. Just, just get started. I mean, in your free time and your spare time, you know, when you get home from work after dinner, you know, just plug in a couple hours of, of just kind of knocking out some things that will move, you know, move the ball forward and, um, you know, and just kind of just do it, you know, so. Love it. Yeah. So helpful, man. Okay. Let's do our lightning round questions. I got five okay. questions for you that we've asked every founder on here. Okay. No need to overthink it. First thing that comes to mind will suffice. Question number one. Okay. If you could ingrain one message into your entire team, what would it be? To treat your customers like family, you know, and to uh, to just go above and beyond for the customers um, and, and just take care of, of every customer like, you know, it's it's your best friend and you want to, you know, to make sure that they are, you know, that they have all the information they need or that they are well informed or that, you know, that they're just taken care of like you would a buddy, you know. So, yeah. 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 Super cool. All right. Number two. What is the single best advice you've ever gotten about growing your business? And also, what was the worst? You know, I'd say at some point in time, you know, I, I'd been told, you know, just to, to not wear too many hats, you know, and, and as the founder, you know, at, at the beginning, I was wearing all the hats, you know, and, and so I kind of had to learn to to kind of, you know, offload some of those tasks and, and things that, you know, and, and I say that as, you know, at the same time, I need to remind myself of that every day to, sure. you know, to kind of offload some of those responsibilities. But, um, you know, when you are able to, um, you know, and at first you probably won't be able to, you know, you as the founder, you've got to kind of do a lot of stuff yourself, but um, to kind of know when to let go of some certain things and, uh, and let other people handle that. So um, as far as the worst, I mean, Luckily, I haven't been, you know, I haven't been given a whole lot of advice that that was terrible. But, um, <laughs> you know, the, I, I did hear, you know, and this was actually, uh, you know, a competitor that had mentioned, you know, to, to sell as, you know, that the, their motto was to move as much product as possible. Um, you know, and it actually ended up, you know, kind of turned around and biting them. Um, they, they're going through bankruptcy right now. And so, wow. um, you know, it's I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but it's like, you know, you got to say at what point do you, um, you know, are you you know, with what you sell and how much it takes to sell that, you know, and is, is that cost kind of, you know, doesn't warrant, you know, what right. you're actually bringing back in. So, um, you know, kind of glad I didn't follow that kind of, uh, you know, that, that advice in, in that regard, but yeah, totally. Okay. What causes you the most worry or stress leading your organization? Um, you know, I mean, I, I honestly, I, I thought we were pretty safe in the sense of, hey, you know, these are belts, everybody's going to be wearing a belt for, you know, however long and, and then COVID hit, you know, and so people weren't having to wear belts and they weren't having to, to go so out. It, 
They weren't, yeah, they weren't going to work, you know, they weren't, they were doing Zoom calls, they're not having to show off their belts. So like, yeah. you know, it things got a little tight uh, last year. And, and luckily, you know, things have, have definitely picked up this year. But it was like, you know, it, it kind of it worried me in the sense that like, okay, like, uh, you know, I, I'm glad at that time, I didn't have, you know, like I said, a, a whole warehouse full of employees that were trying to figure out how to, you know, to find everybody work to do and, and, and having to lay off people, you know, we, we fortunately didn't have to, to let anybody go. But, um, but that, that definitely um, worried me a little bit, you know, those sure. kind of, um, of, you know, a global pandemic like that, and, and what how that can affect a business. So um, I don't think anybody was prepared for that. Um, but it definitely, it definitely hurt. And, and at the same time, you know, before that, um, before the US was shut down, you know, Asia was was pretty much shut down, you know, and so yeah. the impact that that had on, you know, on getting merchandise and stuff. Luckily, we had a ship that left, um, you know, just a month before they started to go on lockdowns. And so, wow. you know, but so we weren't impacted really by that, but it was very easily could have. And um, and so things like that, you know, worry me as well, you know, just kind of the global trade kind of deals and, and how, you know, how us as the US trades with other countries and, and how those relationships, you know, hopefully they, they all stay intact. So Yeah, totally yeah. makes sense. Well, just so you know, we're on a Zoom meeting. I'm working from home and I've yep. got a belt on. Hey, there you go. Well now, we need to get you an Anson belt though. Well that's what I was gonna say. It is yeah. getting worn out and it's yeah. time it's time for a new one. <laughs> well so. you, you I, I know a guy, so I'll uh, I'll, I'll take care of you. <laughs> I'm excited, man. I, I yeah. I'm excited hearing about these belts. I'm like I need Absolutely. to try this out. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Okay. Number four, what is your BHAG, your big, hairy, audacious goal? Yeah. So, um, you know, I want to, to get to the point where we're doing, you know, a million dollars a month, you know, and that's kind of, um, that's my next kind of, of goal is, you know, to, to be able to, to take in that and, 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 you know, be able to, to do that. Um, and, and, you know, obviously profitably, um, you know, do those kind of numbers. So, that's yeah. kind of my 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 big goal is to to you know to be doing a million a month. Um, Heck so yeah, we'll we'll see. <laughs> All right, before I get to question number five, I did want to make sure we we gave people this. If they're listening right now, mm -hmm. and they want to go and get one of your belts. Mm -hmm. Where where do we go? So go to AnsonBelt.com. A N S O N Belt dot com so um, you can find us on instagram at anson belt you can find us on facebook at anson belt um but yeah ansonbelt.com check it out we have a, a lifetime guarantee on functionality we have uh, you know just uh, thousands of possible combinations to choose from you can build your own complete belt our box set is our best seller where you can choose three straps two buckles or three buckles and two straps for 99.99 so essentially six possible combinations for wow. under 100 bucks free shipping over $35. Um, so yeah, lots of everything from, from leather. We have, you know, we even have Italian leather and, and crocodile, you know, I mean, Italian calfskin crocodile in our premier collection all the way to, you know, just full grain leather to canvas, to nylon, to cloth, to, you know, micro suede, which is, uh, you know, looks and feels like suede to synthetic material, but, um, lots of different materials and options and colors for just about any color shoes you, you, you know, could possibly own. So Heck yeah, yeah AnsonBelt.com, baby. Uh, all right, number five. Here's our fun creative question. If you could hop into a DeLorean, go back to the past, and tell yourself just one thing out the driver's side window, when would you go back, and what would you tell yourself? Um, Gosh, I'd, I'd probably go back to like 2000, what was it, maybe uh, 
14 and say invest in Shopify, but, <laughs> but um, That's right. and Zoom. No, you know, it's funny. Yeah. I mean, I knew that, you know, we were on Shopify. I knew, you know, my dad told me, he said that it's, it's going to, it's going to go through the roof. But, uh, you know, I mean, besides the obvious of those kind of things, um, I don't know, you know, I mean, just, just to, to, to stick with it and, and to, you know, to, to not give up. I, I, I definitely, you know, I, I didn't, but it would have been a lot easier to know that, um, you know, <laughs> that yeah. it was going to work. Um, but, uh, you know, fortunately we, we've, you know, had, had a lot of success and, and made a lot of, of good choices. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I am fortunate not to have that kind of like huge, you know, Hey, I wish, you know, wish I would have never done this kind of moment and I could have talked myself out of it. Um, so Fortunately, nothing, nothing like that. But man, I'd love to have uh, to, you know, put more into Bitcoin back when it was, you know, sixty dollars or whatever. Don't we <laughs> so, all? Yeah, Don't we so, all? Yeah. Awesome. Well, David, buddy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Absolutely. Like, super cool to see what you've built, uh, how you've built it, and thank you, thank I even love the the similarity of vision for your business and it's a family and friend business serving mm -hmm. customers like their family and friends so absolutely absolutely uh, awesome so. continued success to you and i'm excited yeah, to see man. how you guys continue to grow awesome well thank you so much for having me on and uh yeah let's you know we'll catch back up in a in a few years and, and hopefully I'll, I'll i'll let you know we've met that that goal of ours so heck yeah all right buddy awesome. appreciate you thanks drew take care founders thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed it Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and hop into our monthly founder email so we can ensure you stay on the edge of peak performance and massive business results.